Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that we are live uh, on Zoom and on Facebook. We want to welcome everybody that's uh, joining us tonight for this special edition of Grace in the Marketplace. Uh, Tonight, our first guest for uh, this uh, week-long meetings or conference, if you will, is other than Ashley Teradez. And Ashley, uh, I've actually known Ashley for... A few years now, uh, uh, more than two, and we just became friends and really connected. I just love his heart. Uh, him and Carly actually are the founders of uh, Teradez Ministries, and they reach millions with, uh, with the gospel through their television program uh, called uh, Abundant Life. And really their vision and their motto is to empower believers in the promises of God, which is really powerful. I mean, what better time? It is to empower believers in the promises of God than today, than, you know, during this uh, global crisis. And so, uh, man, I'm just so thrilled that you could take some time out and uh, be a part uh, of this uh, online conference. Uh, We're going to let you go uh, real soon. But before we do, this conference is after the book that I've written a few years ago called Grace in the Marketplace. And this book is really to uh, show believers that God's grace uh, is sufficient. His strength can be made perfect in our weakness. Uh, his strength can be ours during a time of crisis. And uh, so this book, that's what it's about. And this conference, that's what it's about. It is to empower uh, believers all over the world, uh, p- uh, primarily on the continent of Africa, because that's my primary assignment. That's my passion. Man, I just love the continent of Africa. And um, I'm just so thrilled about what God is doing on the continent and so privileged to have my good friend, Ashley Teradez, all the way from Denver, Colorado, join us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, let's hit that like button and the hearts and let's show him some love. Uh, welcome, Ashley. Thank you, Pastor DeFara. Such an honor to be with you today. And uh, all the people that are watching live on Zoom and on Facebook and all the different platforms, welcome everyone. And we're so, so blessed to be a part of this conference. Oh, thank you so much for making time. And so guys, we just want to encourage you to send some feedback. If something uh, strikes a code, hey, type amen, hit the like button, send some love. Uh, and uh, also please, uh, if you have any questions, we're going to have a Q&A session right at the end of this broadcast. And so if you have any questions for Ashley and myself, please pop them into the comment section and we'll be sure to, we'll, be, we'll attempt uh, to answer the questions by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Ashley, we are all yours. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Defaro. What an exciting conference, Grace in the Marketplace. And, you know, last year, me and Billy Epperhart came to this conference. It took us about 36 hours, I think, travel time to get to this conference and speak at it. This year, it took me about two minutes to walk across the house to the, to the study here in the office. So a lot, a lot easier this year, praise God. And I believe we're going to reach more people 
because so many people are watching online. So all the people watching online, welcome to this conference. As Pastor DeFara said, ask your questions. We're gonna, we're gonna spend some time at the end to answer questions. And, um, and hopefully any, any uh, questions you have, we can answer and uh, help you with. But we're, we're looking at something special. Oh, and, and DeFara's book, Grace in the Marketplace, one of the best financial books out there. Very few books do I read twice. I read that one twice, DeFara, and I was just super blessed. I've used a lot of the content. I gave you credit a little bit, and then I just made it my own. But DeFara's got some awesome teaching there and um, about the two kings. It's worth the price of the, the book just for the, the story of the two kings. I won't tell you anymore, but you need to get it. It's, it's revel revelatory, revelation on uh, giving and finances. So thank you for writing that, DeFara. Thank you, brother. I'm just so encouraged by the feedback. We're all yours. So, awesome. So this is a crazy time, as you know. This is uh, the lockdown special. We're still in lockdown here in Colorado. Things are not back to normal. Uh, they're slowly starting to open things up, but we're still locked down. I understand South Africa's uh, still on lock heavy lockdown. Most of the world, if not the whole world, is affected right now by this. And, um, you know, I believe that, that uh, this is a great time as a born-again, spirit-filled, faith and grace Christian. If you're watching today, I'm telling you, this is a great time to be alive. You might think, Ashley, that doesn't, this is, a, this is uncertain. There's all sorts of things going on. Let me tell you, this can, this can work out for our advantage. Now, let me make a few things clear in case you're watching. I don't know where you're watching from, but God did not uh, send COVID-19. God did not send the coronavirus, or as they're calling it over here in America now, the Rona. God did not send the Rona. This is not from God because God's a good God. But God can use bad things and turn them around for our advantage. So let me say that again. God did not send this. God did not allow this. But it can be used for our good, praise God. So that's, as a born-again believer, that's what we need to realize. This can be used for our good. And we're in an uncertain time. And I'm telling you, this is a time for innovation. This is a time when the body of Christ can take. You know, God gave me a word yesterday. He said, the world is taking one step back. But let me tell you, the body of Christ the people of faith, the people that believe the word, that believe the Lord are going to take two steps forward during this time. The world is taking one big step back right now, but the body of Christ is going to take a big two steps forward. And I'm telling you, it's your time to step up. And I'm, we can see amazing things. First of all, just on the ministry side of things, all the churches that I'm connected with, that are connected with me, all the, all the uh, dear brothers and sisters around the world, the people that are of faith that are believing, uh, they are increasing during this time. This last two months, they've had some of the best times they've had. I know it's for Faithfield Church. I know Faithfield Church in Johannesburg and their other campuses. I know in the, in the natural, you know, they couldn't have people in their building. So surely the church was going to go downhill. But no, no, it's gone up, praise God. It's gone uphill. Faithfield's gone uphill, amen. And um, that's happening in churches in Australia, churches in, in India, churches in Europe, churches in North America, churches in Canada. In fact, today alone, I'm preaching in uh, South Africa this morning. I'll be preaching from Colorado this afternoon, and then I'll be preaching in Canada tonight. And I don't have to leave my house. It's awesome. All these churches are, are prospering and doing well. Ministries are doing well. Our ministry, personally, Teradiz Ministries, is reaching more people this last two months. We've reached more people staying here, right here in Colorado, staying at home, than we have when we travel the world. So this can be used for good, and this could be a time of, of, of more outreach, reaching more people, more influence. But for the body of Christ, especially in, in a financial realm, this is grace in the marketplace. 
I'm going to talk a bit about uh, about how this affects finances, how this affects businesses, how this may be affecting you personally, and a few things to cover here. And and one of the points I want to make today, and I'm I'm gonna I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I've been teaching this. You can go back and see some other things I've been teaching this, but you can have pandemic-proof provision. In fact, let me put it this way: God's provision to you is pandemic-proof. It does. It's not. Um, it's not dependent on the world's economy. And I know we said that a lot. We've been saying that for years, right? Oh yeah, we don't live on God's economy, on the world's economy. We live on God's economy. Uh, you know, Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory, not according to the world's economy. We say it a lot. Well, now it's time to believe it. Now it's time to actually put what we've been saying into action because really has, we cannot no longer trust in the world's economy. You know, even America, you know, the, the strongest economy in the world is upside down at the moment. We cannot, we cannot rely on the, gods, on the world system. We cannot uh, lie, rely on an ungodly system. We have to rely on God's economy. And now's the time to actually step up and believe that. And one of the first things we did, you know, as a ministry, uh, at the beginning of March, when we realized all our travel was canceled, all our events, all the churches we were going to, everything was canceled. The first thing I did, I was, I was like, Lord, what should I do? He said, you should double your tithes this week. I was like, Lord, I've got uh, like four weeks worth of tithes saved up because we've been traveling. We haven't been to church. I've got four weeks of tithes saved up for my home church. And he said, double it. I was like, woo, Jesus. I was like, thank you, Lord. You know what? We doubled our tithe. And guess what happened? We started prospering. And we've, we've been doubling our tithe every week since this coronavirus and our ministry's been prospering. You might say, well, actually, that's okay. You have a ministry. What about the regular people with regular jobs? My middle son, he works in a coffee shop, you know, Starbucks coffee shop. And, uh, you know, fairly basic job. He, he said in his heart, he said, when this thing started, he said, I'm going to do better than before this. That's what he said in his heart. He sowed a seed. He believed God. He sowed money. And then he, he found out they were closing all Starbucks in Colorado. They're all closing down. But they're going to keep two of them open in that town. Out of about 30 Starbucks, they're going to keep two of them open. And guess what? His was one of the ones they kept open. Then they said to him, a lot of people don't want to work because they're scared. He said, I'm not scared. I'll work. So they, they gave him more hours. Then they said, if you're going to work here, you can have a, a pay increase. They gave him a good pay increase. And then because he's one of the only stores open, everyone travels there. So their sales are double or triple most days, what they normally are. So his tips are triple and, uh, and uh, double and triple most days. He's made more money these last two months than he's ever made. So this works in any, anywhere. I'm telling you, this will work if you believe it. We have to believe it. We have to rely on God's economy and believe it, praise God. So a few things I want to say. I, I love uh, what Pastor Kabara said. If you've never heard him say this, I might butcher it a little bit, but I'll try. Um, he's talking about the most effective way from A to B is not a straight line. It's innovation. It's new inventions. It's new ways of doing things. And I'm telling you, you this, is, this is, the Lord gave me this word yesterday. I thought, this is a little bit out there, but I'm telling you, it's the truth of the body of Christ. I want to stir you up today. Wherever you're watching from, Wherever, whatever, if you have a job, if you have a business, if you're a stay-home parent, wherever you are, you've got to understand this. You have the mind of Christ, praise God. You have the mind of Christ, and you, with the mind of Christ, um, you can do, if you want uh, verses, 2 Corinthians 2, 16. 2 Corinthians 2, 16 says, you have the mind of Christ. You can think God thoughts. You can think God thoughts. You have the mind of Christ, and it's the, it's the time to start exercising that right now is start praying in the Holy Ghost, start believing God for innovation, start believing God for new ways of doing things. So what's happened around the world is the businesses that have been innovative, that are being um, starting to think differently, starting to adapt, pivot, 
um, be creative. They're the ones that are making it. They're the ones that make it. Now, we don't wish any business to not make it. We don't wish anyone, but it's, this is what's going to happen. And I'm just telling you, just in the natural, a lot of businesses, a lot of jobs will not be there. In fact, they're already closing. Here in America, we're already seeing businesses, businesses that have been around for decades, going out of business, closing down forever. So it's going to happen. Now, it's not a, you know, we can, we can get uh, uh, negative about that and think, ah, oh, this is a terrible time. No, this is, a, this is a, a shaking time. It's a sifting time. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but we have to get used to it. There's no, um, there's no middle ground anymore. You can't just stay there and do nothing. You're either going to take a step back for the world or you can take two steps forward with the body of Christ. It's your choice. God's saying, I set before you life and death. The world, if you do it the world's way, the world is going to take a step back. The body of Christ is going to take two steps forward. Do you want to, I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be with the body of Christ taking two steps forward. I'm going to be out there on the edge taking two steps forward instead of taking one step back. This is the time. You know, a lot of people know this verse, but you know, the wealth of the wicked is saved up for the righteous. And a lot of people use that. That's Proverbs 13, 22. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. And really, if you study it out, I don't even see it as the wicked as such. I see it as the world. It's, it's the world's economy. It's, it's the ungodly or the people that do not believe in God. Their, their wealth is, is stored up and the body of Christ can tap into that. Let me tell you, I don't care if, I don't care if you're in South Africa. I don't care if you're in India. In, I don't care if you're, in any, if you're in the poorest nation in the world right now. It doesn't matter. You can prosper during this time. God can give you provision supernaturally during this time. And my Bible is full of stories of people that are in bad times. Sometimes they called it famine. Sometimes it's, and God provided for them. God provided them. This is some of the things I want to look at today. Joseph is a great example of this. In, you can read the story yourself. We haven't got time, but Joseph, about 38, all the way through to 41. Joseph had a time where, he, where they, they were going to experience famine. Now, let me give a quick summary of the story, okay? Joseph was wrongly imprisoned. So he got put in prison wrongly for something he didn't do. He was wrongly imprisoned. It wasn't his fault, and he was in prison. He then uh, had a great attitude in prison, and because he had a good attitude in prison, because he was still thanking God, and because he was still had an excellent spirit, he got the chance to interpret some dreams for some prisoners, right? A butler and a baker. He interpreted their dreams, and because he did that, they went and told, or one of them told, the, um, the butler told Pharaoh, the, the ruler of the nation, about this guy in prison, probably about two years late. You know, he was in prison. He said, don't forget me when you go and speak to Pharaoh, and they forgot about him. Two years later, anyway, he got called in to visit Pharaoh. Let me tell you, you are, this is, this is uh, I love this. He says, um, uh, there's a proverb that says that if you, however you, um, whenever you uh, um, act excellent, if you have an excellent spirit, an excellent attitude, your diligence and things like that will actually put this is Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs chapter 22, 29. It says, do you see a man who excels in his work? It means has excellence in what he does, is, is um, doing things as unto the Lord. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. So Joseph had a great attitude. He, he served as prisoners. He had a good attitude. He didn't, he, he didn't play the victim. I'm here to tell you, church, do not play the victim today. It's very easy to play the victim and say, this is not fair. My business is going, up, going under. My, my job is, I'm going to lose my job. I've got less money now, less hours. That's the victim card. God never calls us to be victims. He's, he sees us as victors. He sees us victorious. 
I don't, I've got sympathy for you. I've got, I, we grieve with those who grieve. I'm not being unsympathetic. I'm not being uncompassionate. But what I'm telling you is, you, if you're a victim, it's going to send you down. You've got to start seeing yourself as a victor, whatever the circumstances is. And I know there's people probably in bad situations, very unsure times. And they say, Ashley, you don't understand. I probably don't understand some of what you're going through, but I do understand this. Jesus has made you a victor. Jesus has made you more than an overcomer. Uh, Romans 8:37, and you can overcome. Jo Joseph was here in prison. Remember, he made it once in Potiphar's house. Then he got falsely accused. Now he's in prison. And then he tells these people, don't forget me when you visit Pharaoh. They forgot about him for two years. He still did not play the victim card. He still did not say, woe with me. This is not fair. Why has God left me? No, he still saw himself as a victor. He still saw himself as someone who could serve and have an excellent spirit. Praise God. We know that because when Pharaoh finally called for Joseph, he changed, he shaved, he got ready, he prepared, and he had an excellent spirit, praise God. And then he went to Pharaoh with a solution. He went to Pharaoh with a solution. He said, Pharaoh, this is what's going to happen. He interpreted the dreams. He gave God the credit. I'm skipping over a lot. You have to read it yourself. But he gave God the credit. And this is Genesis 41. He gave God the credit. He said, he said, Pharaoh, it's not for me to interpret dreams. God will do this. God will do this. So the first thing, if you're making points, you are not a victim. Do not, do not relate as a victim. Do not see yourself as a victim. See yourself as a victor. Whatever you're going through, I'm going to overcome. I'm an overcomer. I'm going to overcome this. You're not a victim. Sure, things may have happened to you that are not fair, that are out of your control, just like they happened to Joseph. But choose not to be a victim today. The second thing... So that's very important. You are not a victim. I'm here to tell you, church, you're not a victim. You are not a victim. And even if it's unfair, God will vindicate you. You're a victor. Praise God. The second thing is, is be prepared. Be prepared to, to have an answer. Be prepared to have a solution. God is giving you the solutions. You know, in, um, uh, in the, well, I think it's in all four gospels, the feeding of the 5,000. They were experiencing lack. They were experiencing a famine, if you like. They were there was all these men and women on the hillside. They hadn't eaten for days. They were very, very hungry. And the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, the hour's late. You know, it's very late in the day. There's no provision around. Maybe it feels like that for you. There's nowhere, there's no provision around. There's, there doesn't seem to be anything, your business, your job. Jesus said, don't send them away. You give them something to eat. See, church, we have the answer. We have the answer for these things. We have, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. You have the answer to other people's problems. You have the answer to the world. You have hope, you have faith, you have the answer. You have a direct line to the, to the creator of the universe, to the one who's called a provider. You have a direct line to the provider himself. You have a direct line to the one called Jehovah Jireh. His very nature is provision. His very nature is to be a provider. And you have a direct line to him, Jehovah Jireh. So you have the answer. Jesus said, don't send them away. You give them something to eat. And right here, Pharaoh said, you know what? I've got the answer. He said, it's, it, God's going to give me the answer, but he had the answer. He went before Pharaoh. He was bold and he went before Pharaoh and he said, you know what? This is what's going to happen. And he, and, he, and he explained to Pharaoh what's going to happen. He said to Pharaoh, he said, look, you're going to have seven years of good times and then seven years of bad times, seven years of prosperity, seven years of drought. Now, this is a different situation we're in, but I'm comparing the two because right now, you know, the predictions are we're going to have uh, hard times. There could be a, a, a worldwide recession or depression. It really doesn't, to, for the body of Christ, it shouldn't affect us because we're just ambassadors here on earth. We're seated with him in heavenly places. We live off of the God's economy, not the world's economy. So 
But if we do go for a hard time, here's the good news. God has given us solutions. God has given us ideas. God has given us innovation to use if we choose to tap into it. I want every one of you today to declare that you have the answers. You are a victor and not a victim and you have the answers. So, so Joseph went to Pharaoh and said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to save. You, you need to save 20%. You need to take, you know, one fifth and save it. And then in the, in the, what happened was, as you know, in the story that during the hard times, they were the only ones, Egypt was the only one with food. And then they sold that food and they could sit, sell it at a premium because there's no other food around because the seven years had gone past. And then once they sold, sold it for money, then they started taking the people's lands. Then they started taking it themselves as slaves. And that's how the whole economy shifted. And that's how Pharaoh and Egypt became the richest economy in the world at that time. I mean, to tell you, that could be a picture of the body of Christ right now. That could be a picture of the body of Christ. If the body of Christ step up and say, you know what? We have got a different economy and we're going to use this time for our good. We're not talking about taking advantage of people. We're not talking about wronging people. We're not talking about, well, those, the wicked world need to give us their money. No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be, we're going to have the solutions for the world. We're going to be able to actually help them. And in business, one of the simplest business principles is, you know what? People will pay for solutions. Find a problem. Come up with an answer and people will pay you for that. Find something that needs fixing, fix it, and people will pay you for that. Find, it, find something that needs happening, make something, invent something to solve that problem, and people will pay you for that. So we're not talking about uh, you know, taking people's money by force or, or anything like that. We're talking about the body of Christ being solutions at the moment when we, we need solutions more than ever. I'm telling you, we're, we're in such, such turmoil. The, world's in, in, the world really is upside down at the moment. And the body of Christ is called to turn it right side up. You know, in Acts 17, in Acts chapter 17, they said they, they drug Jason and some of the brethren in front of the, the, work, the um, city leaders. Now, these weren't the apostles. These weren't the, the big 12. This was Jason and some of the brethren. These were the everyday Christians. These were people like you and me. These were, these were people that served the Lord daily. They brought them in front of the, 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 the leaders. And they said, these few have turned the world upside down. And they've come here also. I'm here to tell you, church, you can turn the world right side up for Jesus. You can turn the world right side up for Jesus. Don't be a victim. Amen. Have, be prepared. Be prepared. That, how do you get prepared right now? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Confess that you've got the mind of Christ. Stay in the Word of God. Stay thanking Him. These things to prepare, you're preparing your spirit because it's out, of this, out of your spirit, you're going to have the answers. God's going to give the answers. Another thing Joseph did, he made the best of what he had. He made the best of what he had. Whatever you have right now in your hands, what, with the feeding of the five, back to the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus said, what have we got? They said, we've got five loaves, two fish. Now, Jesus made the best of what he had. Joseph made the best of what he had. They didn't say, oh, this isn't enough. This is crazy. No, they said, bring it to me. Jesus said, bring it to me. And he gave thanks for what he had. Start thanking God for what you have right now. It doesn't matter if whatever you are. You, you could be shut inside your house and all you have is you've got your kids to look after and that's it. Thank God for that. Say, God, thank you that I've had these children. I'm going to disciple these kids. I'm going to make these kids. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, preach to these kids and show these kids the word of God. Maybe you have uh, less hours at work. Say, thank you, God. I'm going to be diligent in these hours I have. Maybe your business is operating 10%. Say, God, I'm going to turn this 10% and make it into 1,000%. Start, start giving thanks for what you have. Start thanking God for what you have, praise God. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. And, and be diligent with what you have. Be diligent with what you have. You know, it's, a lot of the time we're waiting for an answer to fall from heaven and then that's it. It's just, it's easy. 
But you know, Joseph still had to operate that plan. God gave Joseph a plan and he had to operate it. And it took, it took diligence. For seven years, they had to store food. They had to find places to store it. They had to do this. And then for seven more years, they had to work out how to sell the food and how to, how to do this, distribute and everything else. The feeding of the 5,000, they had to sit everyone down in groups of 50. There was 5,000 men. There was probably 20,000 people. That's a lot of people. They had to organize them, manage them, sit them down in groups of 50. They had to come up with a distribution chain. They had to come up with a way of distributing it. They had to come up with a way of, of communicating with each other. There's only 12 disciples. They came to, they whipped the bread, whipped the fish, started distributing it and, and working it all out. Guess what? Everyone was fed and had more than enough, but there was work to be done. I'm telling you, church, we're going to have to work. We're going to have to put our hands to the plow. We're going to have to put our hands to something. God blesses the works of our hands. But the difference is we're not working with strife. You know, Proverbs 10, 22 says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. So we're not working, striving, trying to make things happen. We're working because it's already done and God's already provided for us. He's given us the answers. God, think of this. Joseph already had the answer from God. God had told him seven years save up, seven years sell the, sell the food. He had the answer. He had it all set but he had to still execute it and work it out. And there's no, there's no burden or pressure or, because it's already done, but we still have to work and put our hands to something. Um, I love this. It says um, in uh, uh, Proverbs, uh, 20, uh, Proverbs 12, 27, Proverbs 12, 27, it says, the uh, diligence is a man's precious possession. Diligence, Proverbs 12, 27, diligence is a man's precious possession. So really your diligent heart, and we're not talking about works and striving, we're talking about being diligent, doing everything as unto God, doing everything with your absolute best effort, doing everything with passion, doing everything with thankfulness. So many businesses and things. Listen, right now, if you have a business, just by being happy and having the joy of the Lord, you can make the difference right now. Just by giving people hope, instead of saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Say, you know what? We're going to prosper. We're going to be okay. We're going to be blessed. And whatever happens, God's going to look after us. Having that hope and giving that hope to your customers, so important. Your diligence is your possession. Not, that's, diligence is far more precious than any, any gold or silver. Your wisdom you have from God, your godly wisdom and your diligence, can, I'm telling you, it's so powerful, praise God. So there's more we could go into. You know, Isaac, in, in, in Genesis 26, and we're going we're gonna to get ready to ask, ask some questions. If you're on uh, Facebook, wherever you're watching, ask some questions. We're going we're gonna to answer some questions in a minute. But Isaac, Genesis 26, he sowed in a time of famine. He sowed in a time of famine. And he, and he reaped a hundredfold. And it said he began, he said the Lord blessed him and he began to prosper. He became very prosperous until he was exceedingly prosperous. And the world or the, or the Philistines envied him. Why was that? Let me tell you. God gave him a word, sow now. He sowed and he got crops. No one else sowed because of the famine. So he had crops. So he could sell his crops at a premium price. He was a solution. Think about this. People needed food. No one else had food. He had food. He was a solution. And it made him wealthy. The body of Christ should be the answer to these problems. And we should prosper because of that. And that's what happened to Isaac. He was able to do those things. So we go on this story. Jacob's another one. Jacob in Genesis 30. He got wronged. You know, Laman wronged him, but he still turned it around and prospered. He, he used innovation. He used a word from God. He prayed God gave him innovation. And he came up with ways of doing things. So he had the strongest flocks and the strongest cattle. And I'm telling you, God will give us ideas. God will give us innovation. We can do things. 
And I'm telling you, I want, I want everyone watching now to, to be thinking and praying and saying, God, thank you that I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. Come on. Thank you, Lord, that everything you've given me, praise God, is in your hands. And I thank you, you're prospering me. You're bringing over this. Whatever the business is you're doing, whatever the job you're doing, you are going over. You're not, you're not under. You're above the circumstances, not beneath them. You're always over and not under, praise God. The world might be taking one big step back, but you are taking two big steps forward in this time. And this is going to be some of your finest hours, praise God. So thank you. Let me pray real quick. Thank you, Jesus, for everyone watching. I thank you, Lord, that you are prospering them. I thank you for every business, every job, every situation right now. I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you are prospering us. In this time when the world is going backwards, all the body of Christ is going forwards. I thank you, Lord, we are able to help more people than ever. I thank you that more people are going to get their solutions and their answers uh, uh, answered because of us, Lord, because of the body of Christ. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're giving everyone witty inventions. You're giving them ideas. You're giving them uh, um, initiative to do things differently. Creativity. Creativity. Ways of serving people they haven't thought of before. New things. New ways of doing things. New ways of doing business. I thank you that the wealth of the world is stored up and we can have access to it. It can be, it can be accessed by us. And I thank you that we can use the wealth of the world to glorify you and see more people yes, come Lord. to know you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Man, that was powerful. That was just a, a, an awesome word of encouragement right there. In a time of famine, uh, we can't play victim. We need to be diligent. We need to be faithful with the with the things that the Lord uh, brings our way. And I love it when you say, you know, we can trust the Lord with, uh, with innovation. You know, one of the yeah. things scripture says is, it says that the, the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit will show us is, is innovations, you know, future solutions uh, that have not yet been discovered. And I believe that's why we use the word discover, because these things are already there. You know, God... Amen. God knew about the internet in the Garden of Eden. You know, he wasn't surprised when we finally discovered it. That's why we use the word discover. You know, we don't use the word create because God has already created this thing and he has stored them up uh, in the spiritual realm. And it's our turn to search uh, a matter. It says it's in the glory of the Lord to uh, hide things, not from us, but for us. Uh, but Amen. it's it's it's, uh, it's in the glory of uh, the king to search out a matter. So, Man, I, Man. I, I just want to thank you for, for, for bringing such a word. And if you're watching, I want to encourage you uh, to start relying and depending more on the Holy Spirit with regards yeah. to uh, these solutions. The Holy Spirit is, is way more strategic. He's not just for goosebumps. He's not just for, you know, falling under the anointing in a powerful service. <laughs> the Holy Spirit can do way more than that. He can give you solutions in the marketplace, solutions for your business, yeah. for your career. Hey, the Holy Spirit can work a spreadsheet. You know, the Holy Spirit can, can, can work with a MacBook. A lot of people, you know, don't think That's God can, can, can use a computer. No, God knew about computers before the foundations of the world. And so, hey, yeah. I just want to encourage you during this time to, to just focus uh, on the Holy Spirit. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. Meditate on mm -hmm. God's word. Uh, as scripture tells us that as we meditate on God's word, the entrance of his word brings light. And that word light yeah. there is talking about illumination. It's talking about uh, breaking forth, you know, enlightenment. It's talking about new ways of thinking, cutting uh, uh, new Amen. pathways. And I'm telling you, uh, these things are available for God's children. I'll just share a quick Amen. story. You know, when we were uh, 
in this lockdown, uh, for the first two Sundays, we didn't know how to do church with uh, uh, praise and worship and how to incorporate it. And I remember going to sleep one night and I said, Holy Spirit, I need solutions. Show me something. And I submitted myself to the Holy Spirit. I kid you not, within two days, we had a solution of how to incorporate all the other different elements into our service. And it was just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant enlightenment that came from the Holy Spirit. So, hey, even in ministry, once you start on. depending on the Holy Spirit, you won't have to copy and paste what others are doing. You can cut it pathway. You can start doing things in a, in, a, in a different way that has never been seen before. And uh, so in closing, uh, Ashley, um, uh, do you have any uh, final words? You've already prayed for the people. Well, what you I, say? Haven't asked you. I haven't asked permission, but um, I'd love to give everyone my book. Is that okay? That's great. That okay, is awesome. so I'll, I'll give you this book completely free of charge, the Kindle version. Um, I think you can have the physical version, but the postage is very expensive to Africa. But if you, if you're, uh, if you want the Kindle version, I'll give you the Kindle version of this book. This book is talking about how you can overcome in these type of times. Thorns, barns, and old jars. It's talking about the works of your hands, how you can be innovative. In fact, there's things in here like this. There's ways you can, you can uh, turn your hobbies into making money and things like that. This will really help you prosper. This is a book on how to prosper God's way. Get a teradesministries.com forward slash thorns and they'll put the link in the uh, in the deal my team should be doing that but teradesministries.com and then you have to do forward slash thorns t-h-o-r-n-s thorns forward slash thorns and that, that's a secret link and it'll get you a free copy of this book on kindle or pdf or even physical if you want to pay the postage and everyone can have a copy of this i'd encourage you to read this it's it's a uh, it's only 100 pages but it'll really help you in this time Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, if, if, if people want to find out more about uh, Teradez Ministries, if they want to partner, uh, if they want to get more um, uh, content, uh, where can they go, Ashley? TeradezMinistries.com. TeradezMinistries.com. And um, you could, they can go there. There's free resources there. There's lots of different things there that you, they can get for free. And, um, and we appreciate that. Now, our partners make that possible. And also, I want to say, you know, um, if you're enjoying this conference, I know you're going to enjoy this conference. Uh, Pastor DeFaro has got some of the best speakers in the world. Joseph Z, Greg Moore, uh, Pastor Lawson Badu, Billy Epperhart. I know all these people, they are awesome men of God. That you're going to hear some great word, praise God. Pastor DeFaro as well, praise God. Some, some great speakers. If you receive something spiritual from this conference, I'd encourage you uh, to give into this conference. How can I give this conference, DeFaro? Is it Faithfield Church? Yeah, they can go to faithhillchurch.co.za. And if they're in North yeah. America, they can visit uh, faithhill.tv. They'll be able to send their checks to our address in Los Angeles and uh, uh, give. You have uh, Faithhill, faithhillchurch.tv? Faithhill, faithhill.tv. Just faithhill.tv? Yeah, faithhill.tv. That's a great address. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. So, so if, you, if you, you're going to receive some things spiritually at this conference, I know you are because the people that are speaking. So make sure you sow into this conference at faithhill.tv and um, you're going to be really blessed. Praise God. So receive 1 Corinthians 9, 11. 1 Corinthians 9, 11. If you receive something phys- uh, spiritually, sow something uh, physically. Amen. Thank you so much, Ashley. And guys, this is the end of our program tonight. I just want to remind you tomorrow we are back at it again at 6 p.m. Johannesburg uh, time. 
and uh, please be sure to be on time. Just like Ashley said, we have five more speakers to go. We started with the best of the best, and uh, now we, you know, going to. Uh, uh, hopefully, they'll be able to keep up with what Ashley started, man. Tonight was phenomenal. It was powerful. You just tore uh, the roof off the building, and I believe people were really blessed. I have some uh, powerful comments coming up. Sipo uh, uh, said thank you, and uh, let me just read a few uh, before we go. Uh, Ashley, I have Dillian here to say uh, thank you, Ashley, and Hello. Farah. And I have uh, Yano uh, de Clark, he said, amen. And uh, uh, Michelle uh, Conthwaite, she said, thank you. And uh, let me see here, Chido. Uh, Chao Kemushari said, priceless. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Yano again said, uh, it's a great book, talking about bonds, uh, thorns, and oil jars. And uh, Sunita Naidu. Uh, say powerful words. So these are some of the great comments we had tonight. So it was really Amen. powerful and people's lives are being touched and they are being uh, transformed. Hey, listen, this lockdown, we're going to make the devil regret ever coming up with such a stupid idea. Keep people <laughs> locked down. We're going to make him pay. <laughs> You'll Come never on. do it again. I believe, Tafara, I believe this is one of the greatest things for the church. The devil thought he could lock us down. We're going to get more word out and more people uh, knowing about Jesus than ever before. Praise God. That's awesome, brother. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And hey, thank, uh, you. thank you so much, guys. Uh, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. See you. God bless you. Bye-bye.